This is Still in the Clear, the podcast that distills the art and science of home distilling into easy-to-follow, audible nuggets for the beginning moonshiner. This information is for education and entertainment purposes only. You could even call it fiction if you want to. Home distilling may be illegal in your area. I'm your host, Cyrus, and I'm just a guy that lives in the woods and likes to make shine. So let's get into it. Hey, if you like Still in the Clear and want to help support the show, there are a number of ways to do it, and some don't even cost you anything. Just go to stillintheclear.com support, or click the link in the show notes to find out how you can help. Thanks. Let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Today, I thought I would do something a little bit different, uh, and just have a little bit of fun today, and do like a... Uh, a brief history of the American Whiskey Rebellion, which is a pretty interesting piece of history for America when the country was uh, basically brand new. Um, the Whiskey Rebellion, also known as the Whiskey Insurrection in the United States during the early 1790s, is part of our kind of storied history with moonshine and you know, basically home distilling. And although I'm going to do my best to stay neutral in the politics, uh, I think it's important to kind of get a context of the time and that era. And so where it would definitely be an understatement to say that I have a libertarian political point of view, and which might not be very common today, I think it would have been extremely common in 1790. So the the newly formed federal government after the ratification of the Constitution in 1788 was given the power to tax. And this was a power it it didn't have under the Articles of Confederation, which was the government structure uh, that was agreed on by the states directly after the Declaration of Independence, or during the Declaration of Independence. It was the government structure under the Revolutionary War, and um, the Articles of Confederation didn't have the power to tax the states. Basically, the states gave to the federal government, whatever they felt like given to the federal government. And this was highly controversial to many people who had just fought and won a revolutionary war against a king whose main oppression against the American colonies was levying taxes. And that's basically what the revolutionary war was about. And so this new Congress after winning the war against Great Britain, had just absorbed all the war debts of the state in August of 1790. And they had to pay off uh, an interest on the bonds that had been sold during that war. And so a tax was going to have to be levied. But Congress knew that uh, they were going to have to be really careful 
uh, about this tax. It was going to be the first tax of the federal government and the federal government having the power tax, power to tax was really unpopular. And so ultimately Congress in uh, January of 1971, just a few months after absorbing the debts of the states, decided to enact the whiskey excise tax. And they were thinking that this would be the most tolerable tax to the most people and kind of viewing it as a sort of sin tax. What they didn't count on was a very heavy resistance from farmers who used surplus grains to make liquor and they would sell that liquor for a profit or it was really common for liquor to be used as a medium of exchange like money, especially in the rural frontier areas of the country at the time. And it was also argued that the tax was unfairly distributed and did the most harm to small producers and home distillers. And that favor had been given to the large eastern whiskey producers who were allowed to pay a discounted annual tax instead of a nine cent per gallon tax uh, that was required of the small distillers and home distillers. And they also, especially in the frontier areas where whiskey was used as a medium of exchange, they were required to pay the tax with, with money, um, even though the whiskey itself was being used as money. And so they felt like that was unfair. And, you know, they saw this as proof of corruption within uh, a government, a federal government that was only at the time three years old. And this sparked a, a flat out refusal to pay the tax in mostly rural frontier western parts of the states. In Pennsylvania and Kentucky especially, the resistance was extreme, where uh, distillers, producers harassed the tax collectors and ran them out of town, uh, ran them completely out of their jurisdictions. Homes of tax collectors were burglarized. Tax ledgers were stolen or burned. And uh, th this went on for a handful of years because yeah, that was a tough job and you just couldn't find, it was difficult for the federal government to find people who would go out and try to make these collections because, you know, it was dangerous. It was uh, bad for your health, wealth, and uh, livelihood at times. And so, Eventually, in 1794, the resistance to the whiskey tax in Pennsylvania had grown to a point where uh, mainly the western part of Pennsylvania, those people were talking about no longer being part of this brand new government formed by the Constitution, claiming that it was just... Uh, it was just as corrupt as the previous tyranny they had just thrown off of their backs. 
I mean, you got to remember most uh, most of these people alive that were distilling, uh, they had they had just survived the Revolutionary War, and so uh, you know they they did not want to be yoked by a central power. Well, so this rebellion in Western Pennsylvania, it was thousands strong. Uh, and they ended up burning down the tax collector's farm and, you know, talking about basically seceding. So this pushed, uh, the president, President Washington at the time to march into Pennsylvania with 13,000 troops to, uh, quash this insurrection. And, uh, you know, a handful of people were arrested and, 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 and Washington pardoned them later, but it ended the Whiskey Rebellion, and uh, it's a big part of our history uh, in another sense that this move by Washington solidified the strength of the federal government above the state governments, because up until then... Uh, you know, the states kind of still felt like they were running the show. And uh, Washington certainly flexed the strength of the federal government and uh, kind of changed that sentiment. And, um, you know, as a, as a side note, it's an example, the Whiskey Rebellion, or I should say Washington's march into Pennsylvania to squash the Whiskey Rebellion is was the first example of the federal government really overstepping the powers that were granted to it by the Constitution because uh, the federal government at that time was not allowed to march troops into a state without permission uh, from that state's governor. And Washington did not have the authority to march on Pennsylvania from uh, then governor of Pennsylvania, uh, Thomas Mifflin. And Later, the Insurrection Act would be created, which would allow for the president to send troops into states, you know, if they're, you know, to squash an insurrection or rebellion. But that didn't happen until a decade later with uh, the president at the time was Thomas Jefferson. So uh, I just thought I would go over that little just a brief history of the Whiskey Rebellion. It's a fascinating story, really. And if you want to look more into it, you can find lots of information on the Internet about the Whiskey Rebellion. And it, it further maintained kind of a spirit of these men and women who, even after the rebellion, continued to distill their own whiskey and attempt to not pay taxes on it, they kind of, in my opinion, they embodied this American spirit of liberty that I feel is mostly gone today. But with home distilling and making moonshine, we can kind of uh, hold on to a piece of that history. And, and it's what makes moonshining and home distilling uh, it, it gives it that romantic flavor because it's kind of a part of our tradition, at least in America. And I, I'm not familiar with other countries, except to say that most thir most first world countries, uh, home distilling is illegal. Anyway, I just thought you might uh, enjoy just a little bit of 
a little piece of moonshine history and um, send me a note if you want me to do a few more of these kind of episodes where I just go over a piece of history in home distilling. If you like it, let me know. There's plenty other things to talk about historically. Uh, or if, you know, if you'd rather I just stick to the, here's how you make your own whiskey at home kind of stuff, then let me know that too. I appreciate it. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Share this episode with people you think might enjoy it. That would be much appreciated. It'll sure help our show grow. And don't forget, doing is improving. Have a good one. Talk to y'all next week.